go out to LA. Somebody need to do a song for LA. Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. This is Los Angeles. Where are we going? Westward, huh? Well, here we are again. Here we are again. Um, I'll try to tie this into my personal life somehow, but I mean, the internet, every so often, uh, we get some topics. I mean, this is how a lot of podcasts are driven because, I mean, shit, we get content every week. I don't normally like to... I don't normally like to to uh to create a show surrounding topics uh produced by social media and shit like that but i think i mean this this these three stories is is more so it's not about the actual people that's a part of the stories but it's is like the world that we live in now so we got lizzo we got nick cannon versus m again and then we got uh, this kid uh, named Juice World. I'm gonna start with that. I'm gonna start with that, and I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I'm I've never listened to I, I've never listened to his music. I've heard of him before, uh, but I've never listened to him. And if I have, if I have heard his uh, a song or two, then it was something that my uh, my son has played, and I didn't know it was by him. But it's a sad story nonetheless, though. Having a seizure, you know, um, at that age, like young cat, you know what I mean? And from what was reported, 70 pounds of marijuana, codeine, three guns, like on a private air jet, you know, he had a seizure. Um, And another story was reported that he had a heart attack once the feds uh, started checking his luggage. Now, that's where I'm about to go. (laughs) <laughs> That's where I'm about to go. It's not a joke. It's nothing funny. But you just, you can't help but to think like, oh, yeah, he knew he was done. He knew he was done once the feds had, you know what I'm saying, got got into his luggage and seen the work that he had. Um, I don't, yo, like, so I was having a, a, a text, a chat discussion with my boy Manny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, any given Sunday podcast, and and of course my boy uh, Jar, the Gray Area podcast, also the Rap Roundtable. You know, and and uh, we we had a brief discussion about yo who like who started this wave, um and 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 and, and it spilled over into into the blame game. Like yo who 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 can we blame for this outside of the gatekeeper? You know what I mean? Is it the parents? Is it the artists? And who started it? I personally, I think we all agree that Lil Wayne and Eminem was was probably, you know, like the uh, Mount Rushmore's, you know, and you could throw in two other cats. But at the time, I could only think of those two cats. You know, Eminem was heavy on in the lyrics of talking about popping pills, you know, and Lil Wayne is not shy about he wasn't shy about sharing or showing us that he was off that lean. You know, uh, and of course with the pills as well. So 
the slight, I wouldn't even call it the slight debate, but the chat was more about like, yo, when did this start? When did the wave come? And I'm saying that it did start with Eminem. It's, it did start with Lil Wayne, you know? I mean, not early on with Lil Wayne because Cats wasn't on them pills and shit like that back in like the late 90s. Not that I can remember. The only person that was talking about it was Eminem. And the reason why we had brought this up is because this is a young dude. And I understand that music is a heavy influence on the youth. And it always has been from the 80s to the 90s. I mean, music is an influence on everybody, to tell you the truth. You know, it's, it doesn't just go after or it doesn't just appeal the younger crowd. I mean, everybody is, you know, everybody loves music. And we are all, how can I say this? Um, we're heavily influenced by certain tracks. You know, like when when you go to a, you, if you play sports, you know, I mean, a lot of people are different. Have you ever seen um, or ever heard that LeBron plays a certain track? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, not necessarily one. Because when you think about sports, you play you play a track that's going to get you hyped. You know what I'm saying? You can play some DMX or, you know, something around that genre. You know what I mean? Or that style of rap, you know? But, you know, I listen to a lot of slow jams. I listen to, like, random stuff uh, to get me hyped uh, for a game. Like, really random stuff. It's not just music about, you know, violence or anything like that. It's just whatever music gets me in the mood to feel good, that's, I feel like I'm going to drive 50. But we, I say that to say that there's a heavy influence on the youth and that is different this time around because the youth these days, we've all agreed that it's... They're the more weak-minded youth that we've ever come across. You know, they're like, they're heavily influenced by everything and they're affected by everything in this world, which is crazy. Like you're influenced to do something like, I mean, they, they say this is the wave of the entrepreneurs, but at the same time, I mean, there's a lot of pill poppers. There's a lot of uh, school shooters. There's a lot of uh, suicide, suicides going on. A lot of crazy shit going on in this world. And some of them, some of what I just said is covered in the music these days. I look, I was, I was born in the eighties, raised in the nineties. I don't remember cats really talking about suicide like that. You know what I mean? And of course they wouldn't talk about pill popping either. You know, I didn't really find out about Vikings until, uh, I was an adult, you know? Uh, and that was at the time to me, I thought, well, which I thought this just lets you know what era I came from. I thought Vikings at the time was the strongest pill. And I was in my, I was somewhere in my early twenties. You know, I remember I had, I remember I had the flu and my mom gave me a Viking, you know? Um, and, and my, my, my auntie also gave me a Viking as well. Um, apparently a lot of women was carrying Viking, <laughs> but the point is like, it graduated into some other shit, you know what I'm saying? Perks and Mollies and Xanax and all, all kind of just, just, you know, just some other shit, you know what I'm saying? And of course, with anything that you get a hold of, that's a drug, you can abuse it. And people start cooking that shit in their house and making their own. And no, you know, weed, they, they, they still pushing the whole weed is a gate, uh, gateway drug, but I can see how, you know, weed, marijuana can be dangerous as well if niggas is cooking, it, that, cooking that shit up in a house and adding extra shit to it. Now, if you're getting your shit from a, um, 
from a dispensary uh, or from a medical department or some shit like that, then you should be good. But getting your shit off the street was always dangerous. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that shit is laced with, you know? Um, but that was it, though. You know, besides that, it was other drugs out there that I knew not to tr- uh, touch. Crack, cocaine, uh, sherm, all, you know, that shit like, you know, dipping your dip, wet cigarettes, you know, dipping your shit in bombing fluid and uh, PCP. Like, we knew certain shit not to touch. Heroin, uh, meth, all that. Like, nah, man, nah. Like, eh, marijuana is probably the furthest you would go. Even though they said back in the 80s, man, uh, cocaine was, that was it. You know, people took cocaine to go to work, <laughs> to get up. It was an upper, you know, and had niggas live. You know, niggas was drinking coffee and, and snorting cocaine, you know, but I never caught that wave. And I, I, you know, tell you the truth, I think I was too young for that wave. Um, and really never had any friends that, not that I know of, unless they kept it away from us and, you know, got over it. But, you know, nowadays you fast forward and look at this, man. You know, like not too long ago, Deion Waiters had, you know, damn near overdose on some goddamn edibles because you don't, you know, I don't know if it was because he thought his tolerance was high or somebody didn't didn't inform him in, inform him about how many milligrams he should intake in his body, but you know, this shit is dangerous. Um, you know, then you start seeing videos. I started seeing videos like maybe a year or two ago with Mozzie, you know, pouring out the lean and saying that, you know, that's, we not on that wave no more, but that shit already hit, man. It already took over, you know, future out there still pushing it, you know, and kids listen to this shit, you know? So just like in the eighties and the nineties, how we was hearing our rappers talking about, selling dope, you know what I'm saying, and pushing dope and smoking weed and shit like that. Um, now this era is all about popping pills and and sipping lean. So, and but the difference is, I wanted to get back to what's the difference, and that's because the kids that the kids these days are soft, man. They're soft-minded, you know what I'm saying? Like they a lot of these kids, most of them, I'm not going to say all of them because I've met some pretty <laughs> I met some pretty stand-up kids that knew how to stand up for themselves and knew who they were, knew their identity, had uh, confidence in themselves, their charisma, et cetera, et cetera. They had a character built. You know what I'm saying? Now, you could say that's from great parenting, and you can just say, you know, some kids just have it, you know? But for the most part, no, these kids walk around uh, being heavily influenced by the shit that they see on TV, shit that they hear on the radio, music that they download, videos that they see on social media, you know, and now it's gotten to the point where they're able to see all kind of, they can see the consequences now. That's the crazy part. See, back in the day, the consequences that we seen up and up close and personal was crackheads. You know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, we didn't have the opportunity or we didn't have the privilege, I should say, to log on and see niggas leaned over, you know what I'm saying? Slumped. And shit like that. Now, depending on where you grew up and how you grew up, you probably seen a lot of your, uh, a lot of people that you knew or a lot of people in your neighborhood off that, uh, you know, off of heroin and stuff like that. And also, it depends on which decade you was a part of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in the 70s, I'm pretty sure the shit was lit. You know what I'm saying? And then you graduate to the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s and the, and the drugs change. But the difference is, is that, you know, I guess you could say is how you was raised. And I guess you could say, you know, if you was comfortable with who you were, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, a lot of people had to deal with some personal shit, so they feel like drugs was the escape route. These kids don't have an excuse. They don't need an escape route. And, and, and to be quite honest, a lot of kids' escape route was suicide because they was getting bullied. They was getting bullied or they was doing drugs or trying to, to cope with the pain and shit like that. And like I said, I didn't know this kid, uh, Juice World, but it's still sad, man. Like, I don't want to hear about no young cat like that. And I can't call myself a fan of his music because I never listened to it. But at the same time, I know how important these these cats are to the to the youth. So I don't I can't even tell you what kind of content he was putting out. I really can't tell you. Like I said, if I have heard his music before, it's because my son played it. And that's just saying if I'm not I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? I, I haven't even spoke to my son about it to, to even know if he listened to his music or not. But I've heard his name a few times, uh, maybe on platforms and in the streets. And but, you know, he fell in line with a lot of these other young rappers or artists, I should say, because I don't even know if he's a rapper, you know, and that that's it. I'm just letting you know that I wasn't. um I didn't know much about him. All I do know is that this is a young human being that passed away. And I, I would say this it is it, it's not like a hit because the same thing with a uh, triple X, like when he passed away, I did hear maybe one or two songs prior to him passing away. And I seen a video or two. And that's how I knew about him. Cause he had a striking image. Like he had a, he had an image to where you had to notice him. He demand like his, his image demanded attention. He was he was a powerful little cat. Um, and again, I wasn't a fan of his music or anything like that. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit older, so it just didn't reach me like that. But at the same time, I knew how it affected a lot of young cats because my son text was like, "Yo, this is really bothering me." But I, at the same time, I knew it was more so not just him passing away, but his hearing how he passed away, and they got to see it though. You know, seeing a cat slumped over in a car like that over and over again, that's not that's not cool at all, man. Uh, which leads me into the whole um, I'm paying my respect, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to find angles to to disrespect a young cat be just because I didn't listen to his music and things like that. Like I said, I didn't know him, so I can't speak highly on his music or anything like that. But I do know that he had a fan base. I do know he had a crazy fan base. Um and and it's a sad situation. It's a sad situation. Uh, again, this is something that this is this is something that's added to the world that we live in, which leads me into the next topic, and that's um, that's basically this ongoing beef between Nick Cannon and M. And how does this tie into the whole Juice World? Well, I mean, you could. You can say that because uh, I just I did mention him's name earlier, but it's more so of uh, this is a this is a new wave. So I don't think Nick Cannon is a part of this wave at all. I think I think he's at his prime at what he does, but it's for the wrong generation. I feel like if if he had the whole wilding out um, and he was the radio uh, host at power 106 maybe a few years after his rap career was like really over you know after the gigolo and shit like that then it'd be a different story but he has taken off and i mean taking off because he's doing his thing like he's one of the biggest entrepreneurs 
from the West Coast that we've seen in a, in a while, like since Ice Cube and Dre. Like he's taken off that far, but um, and Nip, you know what I'm saying. So he has he he's been doing his thing for a a very long time, and I salute him for that. I take my hat off to him um, because he he's a businessman and he's a creator, you know. But this ongoing beef that it got with Eminem, and the only reason why this thing is huge, or it started off being a big thing, is because at the time when he was with Mariah Carey and, you know, Eminem throwing shots at Mariah, picking, but Eminem has always been that, that, that giant bully, that lyrical giant bully that picks on competition that he, well, I ain't gonna even say competition. He picks on cats that he knows that he can pick on. And I'm not necessarily saying that Nick Cannon backed down or anything like that. Um, but it's like he didn't go after he didn't go after he any heavy hitters. Let's put it to you like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think probably the highest cat that he went at was Jaru. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? And Benzino, we wasn't checking for Benzino at all at any time. <laughs> you know, but other than that, man, um, yeah, I think. I think social media is just, and which is going to lead into my final topic. I think social media just does shit like I'm. It's, I'm at the point where I don't even think niggas is really upset. I think we just fishing for topics at times, but I don't even think we were really upset. I think it's just bots out there that's creating all this, all these differences and and debates, and then we just run with it. Like, literally, we should not even be talking about this. Like, it should be nothing. But lo and behold, in the middle of December, you know, the fourth quarter of music, we're sitting up here talking about uh, a beef that was stirred up by Nick Cannon and Eminem again, which was never dope to begin with. That's not taking shots at anybody. Again, I respect Eminem and his career. I respect Nick, Nick Cannon and everything that he's done, um, even his music. And I watched all his mo movies. But that those were beef that we knew that wasn't going to go too far or wasn't going to get too personal. Unless there is some personal stuff and, and hasn't, you know, and can't be told on, on, on wax because of, uh, you know, certain you just can't do it. You know what I'm saying? But who cares? <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, at this point, I probably only listen to the new Nick Cannon diss track because I do have a hip-hop show that I'm a part of that might bring it up. That's the only reason. If we, if this didn't get out of control or flood the timelines and shit like that, and, and trust me, it wasn't even... It was probably the third hottest topic out of the, you know, on the timeline. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even call it the third. I would say it was the third as far as musically in the music industry department. But overall, it was pretty ranked pretty low, but it was retweeted and talked about a lot when it shouldn't have. Because, I mean, nigga, do we really care about that beef? We really don't. We, really, we just don't have anything else to talk about until Lizzo came back. <laughs> now, prior to the Lakers game that she attended, she has some, you know, some naked photos and, and shit like that. I'm not mad at it. And I think this is where we need to get shit straight, straight now. I don't think anybody was mad at the pictures. You know, she's a big girl. She's a BBW, you know. Um, 
nobody was mad at the the pictures. I think it's the way she's acting. I think that's it. As simple as that. And we gotta be we gotta stop being afraid to tell people no. You bucking. You 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 you're acting like a weirdo. You know? That's it. You know, as far as you, if she want to show her, show her body, if she want to be naked and shit like that, again, we're a part of the clout chasing era. I've been in clout chasing beefs before. Like niggas out here just trying to make a name for themselves off of stupid topics, you know, like fishing for attention in the wrong ways, especially like shit like this. Like, again, there's IG models that post shit every day. I've seen girls literally like I've seen IG comedian women go from doing like funny skits to doing sexual funny skits. You see what I'm saying? Like and cute women or whatever. But we know you're selling sex and trying to make cats laugh at the same time. I feel like if you come out of the gate with this, then you won't be criticized as much. But we see it, though, to the point to where it's almost normal, which is the scary part, because now we're saying if you do this shit long enough and you keep doing it, even though this ain't the real you, it's going to be it's going to become normal. So, like I said, I've seen cute comedian women go from just making skits to like showing their ass now on that. And that's besides the regular IG models. That's besides the regular IG models just showing their ass. I'm fine with it. Like if, if look, and this is the thing though, we live in a world where the gates are now busted open in, in all the industries because you're able to, you're able to make money by yourself now because of these platforms. Therefore, you don't have to sit up there and submit any photos to a talent agency to say, Hey, look at me. Look how, look how curvy my body is or look how confident I am in my plus size body. Look how cute I am. Look how confident I am in myself. You know, please sign me. So I could be a plus size or so I could be a curvy model. Or so I could be a cute model. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that anymore. You can take your ass straight to uh, IG or take your ass straight to uh, Twitter and post all the shit that you want until you catch a wave, you build a fan base, and then the companies is going to come. They're going to come. They're going to come get you. You don't have to submit no photos. You don't have to submit no resumes or nothing like that. With With Lizzo, the thing is... When she first came out, I didn't really know about her. You know what I'm saying? She and as far as I'm concerned, she's still fairly new. But a lot of people was just they was just fucking with her. Like she had the energy and she is rocking. Like niggas is rocking with her. She can't do no wrong until <laughs> until she was like, you know what? Hold my beer. I need more. I need more. I need more uh, attention. Like before what though? I, I just need to know for what, you know what I'm saying? The energy is off. So a lot of people are saying, you know, they, they probably label it as being fake, you know, being fake woke, not, not fake woke, fake mad, being fake mad because she's being attacked for her antics. But that's the thing though, their antics. And the people are not complaining that she's naked. People are not complaining because it's her, her ass is out. People are complaining because how she's going about doing it. Now, they're not saying she doesn't have to do it, but it just seems like her energy is coming off as if I want to do this. And uh, by the way, my boy LJ, Potluck, y'all should be y'all should be on y'all way back. By the way, Potluck Podcast, um, the Potluck. My boy LJ pointed out that I didn't notice at first, but she had um, a record that dropped that night 
I think I'm not sure if it was during the Laker game or after the Laker game or something like that. So she won. Great chess move. You got everybody talking about you and you dropped a uh, record. But my thing is you you literally don't you got the wave already. You you don't have to act like a weirdo to get this attention. Think about it. We had just finished talking about this on the breaks uh, on the breaks radio. Part of the breaks media. My boy uh, Hayes and my my. My young lady over there, Miss Mary Amante, Amante from New York. We just finished talking about this shit, how uh, Jill Scott, BBW, from time to time. Well, she has. She hasn't. She hasn't lately. But, you know, she had the microphone thing. She had the the naked pictures, uh, the naked uh, uh, poses. You know what I'm saying? Um, a couple of years ago or something like I'm not sure how long ago it was, but it seemed like it was a long time ago. And that was it, though, because prior to that, it was nothing. And after the whole microphone thing, it was nothing. Right. And she gave us like a I wouldn't say a hint because those full body, those full body naked photos. That was it right there. She wasn't teasing us with nothing. nigga. That was it. You know what I'm saying? We've seen everything. Now, I mean, unless she would have went further, which probably would have got deleted if she would have been doing like some bending over and legs up and dropping it low and shit like that. But we've seen enough to where we know, oh, she confident in this. Oh, she. And it was sexy. BBW, but it was sexy the way she presented it. She didn't go on saying, I'm about to do this. I'm about to do that. I'm about to keep doing. It just seems like Lizzo is just fishing for attention. And I get it. We do live in the air, and and this has been in the music industry for a while now. Um, that niggas will sit up there and put on some type of antic. They will say something outrageous, or they will say something with a double meaning, or or somebody will put out some type of lie, or they will leak out some music, or leak out them saying something around the time that they have to drop an album, or. Uh, a track is about to come out or something like that. Anything personal that they're about to put out under their brand is like they got to do some weirdo shit to grasp your attention because they know it's going to bring a lot of traction to their project. And I don't think you like you. You don't necessarily have to do that. Now, it's normal, but I still don't understand why cats got to do it. I, I know I wouldn't say I wouldn't understand. Like, I know why they do it. And it obviously is working. But I'm saying you don't have to do that shit. You really don't have to do that. Like somebody said on Twitter, like your music can speak for yourself. Like you're that if you're that dope, your music should speak for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or just who you are when you came out. It seemed like it seemed like a lot of cats that came out that had a huge fan base and like nobody had anything negative to say about them. Some of these cats will get to the point where like, yo, that's not enough. That's not enough. Like, I got to do some weird shit in order to stay relevant. But nigga, you just started. Lizzo, you just started. I mean, I understand that you had a song that came out like two years ago that's popping just now. But my nigga, like, Cats is rolling with you. They're rocking with you. Nobody has said anything negative about you up until the time that you just started posting, like, multiple naked pictures for no apparent reason, but it just feels like you're forcing it to start a beef that you can get behind that other people can get behind before what though? Like first, first of all, ladies, every woman in the world need to listen to this. Everyone. I don't care how skinny you are to how big you are. 
men like all shapes and sizes. Don't let them fool you. They might sit up there and just adore and appreciate certain body sizes and types. You know what I'm saying? That's a level of hypocrisy that they got to deal with. But behind closed doors, and even some cats don't really care. They like what they like in public. But behind closed doors, niggas like BBWs. They just not going to tell you. And, and, and maybe some of those men aren't fully men yet. They're not there yet. They're not yet. They're not confident enough to express their true feelings, which it shouldn't be a bad thing anyway. You, you like what you like. You like who you like. It shouldn't matter about the shape, size, or the colors. But at the end of the day, niggas that's hiding that shit, man, they know what it is. So I don't even care about the whole fat phobia, body shaming. No, nobody. No, not when it comes to Lizzo. You can throw that shit out the window. You're not about the Me Too everything. I'm not going for that shit. I'm not a part of the Me Too era. No. Because I know I'm old enough and, 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 and wise enough to know that some of you niggas is lying. And I don't care if you call it uh, victim shaming. I'm not talking about the actual victims. I'm talking about the people that's lying. How about that? How about that? So, no, Lizzo, you hear this? I'm pretty sure you're going to listen to this. I know you, I know you listen to, to my show. S- stop. <laughs> no, don't stop posting your ass. Just stop with, with the whole narrative, though. Like, it seems like you're forcing it. And if, if look. This wouldn't this wouldn't be a topic. This wouldn't be a discussion or a debate if a lot of people it's a lot more people that feels like she's fortunate than not. And then everybody that's that's against the people that think that way is y'all totally wrong because y'all think that we're we're sitting up here fake mad and body shaming. But we're not, though. We're just talking about her narrative and how she's trying to push it. That's it. Other than that, my nigga, do your thing. Show them cheeks. Like like I said, <laughs> like I said on my boy uh, Dante, Dante Spence, views from the seven. Like I said, niggas ain't tripping if she's showing her body, but don't be out here trying to cheek beef with somebody. Who's out here trying to cheek beef? If you're going to have them cheeks out, somebody said she look like Rakishi. That's foul. It's funny. You got to take the jokes because everybody's a part of the equality movement, right? So you got to take those jokes. It did look like she had on... Uh, a, a Rakishi outfit. If y'all don't know who Rakishi is, y'all need to Google it. Former wrestler. <laughs> you know, them buns is out, though. You know what I'm saying? Them buns is out. And this is another thing. Just because your buns is out, just because you a big girl, right? And just because you a celebrity, that doesn't mean that that excludes you from these jokes. People are going to find jokes. Doesn't matter how cute you are. Uh, it doesn't matter how ugly you are. Niggas going to find a way to joke about you. You just have to accept it. Nobody is excluded from this. My top artists of all time that across all genres has been talked about since the day they was born. MJ, uh, uh, Stevie Wonder, everybody has been dogged. You know what I'm saying? We still make jokes about Stevie Wonder seeing shit, not seeing shit. You know, Michael Jackson still get the black and white jokes. He still get the pedophile jokes. You know what I'm saying? Niggas is going to get these jokes. So to sit up here and try to protect Lizzo, talk about we body shaming and fat phobia and shit like, man, shut up. Shut up. God damn, man. Niggas can't joke no more. Shut up. 